1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be going over some brief news and then a majority of the podcast is going to be focused on our first pickums of the year. We got 12 matches, uh, three on each day, Friday through Sunday this weekend. For the first matches of the MW2 season, we got a little bit of a new format for the pickums. So that way if one of us gets out to a big lead, the other one can still come back. So stay tuned a little bit later. To check out what uh that new format is but if you guys enjoy this one be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe on youtube and drop a follow drop a five-star review on the audio platforms um looking forward to getting into predictions you guys are killing it with the support still and we're approaching 800 subs again so this could be uh potentially a, a big time for the podcast because we're kicking off the season and that's obviously when things start to ramp up with popularity for the cdl so if you guys are new here and you're listening to our predictions and our podcast for the first time? Drop a sub, we'd appreciate it. Drop a comment down below, say you're here. We like to interact with all you guys, so we look forward to all that. And we're really looking forward to getting into pickems. But before we do any of that, Brock, how you doing today?
2: Oh, we're doing great on this. Not Monday, but Tuesday, because you know Monday was a bit some complications came up for that. But Tuesday, you know, had watch the USA men's soccer team win one zero, go to advance to the. Round of sixteen. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm hyped. Super hyped. Oh even yeah, more,
2: even more hyped to get to this news and
1: predictions, though. Yeah. All right, let's do it. U.S. team did win. We played Netherlands on Saturday at like 9 a.m. our time, yep. Central Time, like 10 a.m. Eastern. Pretty early start, but I think that's like nighttime in Qatar. I think that's pretty yeah. close to like six, seven p.m. I think the eight hours ahead. That's why people were asking why, uh, like we have one p.m times like that time sucks i'm like that's about as late as they can start there
2: yeah it's like 11 p.m. when the game yeah. ends.
1: <laughs> yeah we're like lucky they even allow us to have 1 p.m times because that's pretty damn late over there to start a game 9 p.m mm-hmm. it's pretty damn late to start a game yeah um all right let's do it though we've got some news not a ton um maybe some of the stuff is a little like heavy with a lot of content in it, so it might take a little bit to get through but don't want to spend like a ton of time because obviously it's prediction day so first thing from the optic podcast this week. Hex aired out his frustration with the CDL on that Optic Podcast episode and basically said, among a lot of other things, that he hasn't been in a league call, uh, like an owner's call, in over two years. Which, honestly, it's kind of alarming to me because one of the most, if not the most experienced owner, along with like Hastro, who could be in those calls and would have a lot of insight to offer from times when Call of Duty was the most successful and the least successful. Seems like you'd have a lot of wisdom and input to offer for the esport, but... I guess he hasn't been in a meeting and he's understandably very frustrated with how the league is going right now. So that's kind mm-hmm. of alarming to see that he's almost like, I don't want to say he's given up because I know obviously he hasn't, but it's like, he's almost like just throwing in the towel. Like they don't listen, whatever. I'm just not going to do anything for it, which yeah. is kind of scary.
2: Yeah. He's like, well, I try to show these calls, say what I have to say to help improve the league. And they
1: don't listen to me. So what's the point? Yeah, he's wasting his time. Yeah. He could do other things with it. And obviously we don't know exactly what's going on in those calls and everything but i would just go on on a limb and say whatever he's offering is probably pretty valuable
2: yeah uh, definitely
1: (laughs) like he's he knows the esports not only just like the cod space but he knows the esports space well he's been in for a very long time uh for many many years over 15 years with optic founded in Mm -hmm. 06 so he's been in a long time and he specifically knows the cod landscape very very well i don't think anybody would question that even if you're an optic fan or not he knows what he's talking about so it's kind of alarming and he voiced a lot of concerns mm-hmm. uh that i think we would all agree with like it just makes no sense just the the lack of support and everything they're showing and how unready this game is like it if we're being uh, honest the season probably shouldn't start this week
2: yeah it's very iffy but you know, we're doing it anyways
1: yeah probably shouldn't be starting because there are a ton of concerns of the game teams haven't been able to practice but hey for my sake, I like that starting because it's entertaining, but from the player's standpoint and his standpoint, I can understand why they're extremely frustrated. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of that, pros and you know, getting game changes, uh, the pros apparently, according to CDL Intel on there, have made many coordinated pushes to try to get the game and uh, the CDL settings up to 130 health uh, and then also putting red dots on the minimap and were apparently denied. So the 130 health thing, to me, is not shocking that it's denied. I think it would be mm-hmm. a very good thing for the game, but I can see the reasons why the developer would want it. They don't want you playing a completely different game than they're playing in pubs. I understand. Yep. I kind of understand why that one's denied, although I wish it wasn't. But I like thought maybe this tweet was worded poorly, but it makes no sense that they're denying red dots in the minimap.
2: Yeah, it, it just it makes no sense.
1: The red dots on minimap have been in the game for so long. It's take it out also like i don't like that's a thing in pubs but like i can somewhat kind of tolerate it in pubs from, mm-hmm. from like a pub standpoint because like you don't rely i mean like it is nice to like somebody shoots you can look at your mini map in pubs and like if you're just running around getting kills but like you're not calling out hardcore to your teammates and playing the objective 100% and trying to win every match in pubs most people are just running around trying to get kills and have fun yeah, yeah just do your challenges <laughs> yeah so like for pubs i like I still don't like it, but I can kind of like understand it. It's not like completely game breaking, but like for competitive, that's a massive part of the game, like using the information that you get from when your opponent shoots uh, mm-hmm. to know where they are, and like I guess you can technically hear where the bolts are coming from, kind of if you're listening, but like you shouldn't have to do that like yeah, shot comes, you see where they are on the minimap, you can kind of adjust accordingly, like yep, is this your natural instinct you just look at the minimap for the red dot and you just and it. Caught. it yeah, when I hear, especially in search, I hear the shots, I look. Yep. And like, even though I look, cause like, you'll see the, like the little like flashing come from your teammates' arrow. So you mm-hmm. know that they're the one shooting, even if it's not the enemy. Like, you just kind of naturally look there and like in search and destroy specifically, it'll like somebody can shoot and just not be detected. Like, yeah. You see, it yeah, makes no you, sense. Have your callouts even more, even better, I would say,
2: without the red dots.
1: Yeah. And like, so many call-outs are going to be made with like, such little information, because, like, on a pro... And even on, like, when we're playing, like, ranked play at our level, it matters, like, the call-outs are important, but on a pro Mm -hmm. level, like, the the call-out, if it's missed, if, like, if you call somebody out at this doorway and they're actually at a doorway five feet to the left, that could make or break a a hard point break, which could cost you 40 seconds, could cost you a full 60, like, the Mm -hmm. minute details of a call-out on the pro level are so important that they can't even call because they don't know exactly where somebody is. That's wild. Yeah, it just, like... It's like like the
2: Black of 4 when you call one shot, but they can spin. Yeah. That's what it seems like they want you to
0: do.
1: Yeah. I, the other thing I kind of just thought of, too, is like, how many times, like, there's only so much stuff you can communicate in, like, the time you have, because Cod is such a fast-paced game, and respawn especially. Mm-hmm. There are only, like, so many things you can communicate, like, maybe a position, a health of a person, what you're doing, like, what you think your teammates should do, like, there's kind of, like, the, like, like non-verbal communication that goes into it in a way where, like, you see a red dot in the mini map, you know, everybody, or you at least hope all your teammates are looking to see where it is. You don't have to necessarily call that out. You can call something else yeah. out. But now, like, it's going to, there's going to be some weird laps where you'd be like, how did they not know where that guy was? You're like, how was that not called out? But it's going to be like, oh, they're probably both thinking, hey, we were going to look for the red dot, and both of them kind of forget it's not there. And then all of a sudden, the guy sneaks through and, like, the two piece, yeah. Runs the round? Where's the control? Hard point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's a mess. I can't believe that won't get changed. I, I'm not shocked about the whole um, health thing. Like, I think that was a long shot. But I, I'm done talking about the red dots because it literally dumbfounds me. Just <laughs> zero sense made. <laughs> yeah. All right. Snipers. This happened last year as well. Um, snipers went from fully G eight. You can't use them to community uproar. Nade shots speaking out on it. Uh, hundred leaves. Mm-hmm. Like all the LAT players speaking out. Different people speaking out, and then all of a sudden they're not G eight so yeah. interesting <laughs> very um, interesting <laughs> I I wonder like if it's going to be a little bit like Vanguard though because remember the Vanguard their G-Aid. I went on a rant on the podcast with Kyle about how pissed I was because I just want to see snipers in the game they're fun and everybody's like they're so OP like we gotta get them out of the game and then honestly snipers weren't even really used that much at Vanguard no they weren't because you just die so quick anyways
2: yeah like and, and the sight scopes and so slow
1: yeah so like I don't know. I think maybe they might use them with no attachments because they do think they're so overpowered they don't want to add more to them. So it might just be like no attachment snipers. But yeah, I'm curious to see how this plays out because, like in Vanguard, everybody was so pissed that they were un GA'd and then they weren't even really used that much. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad they're in the game because I, I think it's entertaining when there are snipers. But this was the one game I said, like from playing pubs, I could somewhat understand why they want to GA because when I play pubs, I feel like they're very overpowered. Yeah, you can hit your shots pretty good with them, I would say. <laughs> And there's aim assist on him, which in some games there isn't. I think that's a big factor. And yep. I mean, like I'm hitting all my shots and I'm not near the level of like what Dashi and Simp are doing with the snipers. So I can't imagine that they're missing. If I'm barely missing, they're not missing.
0: Yeah. That's a
1: little, a little scary.
0: Maybe they should about remove the aim assist.
1: Yeah. On, on snipers. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I, I guess they could, but that won't happen. You know them. Yeah. They're slow-moving, the, you would say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, the snipers in this game seem to aim in like pretty fast, too. From like the one that I used, they aim, it aimed in like somewhat fast. I might have had an attachment out, though, like a quick draw kind of thing. I yeah. couldn't tell you the name of the attachment because there's probably
2: 50 grips, but... The ones I've used, they aimed in pretty slow, but I've barely used the
1: snipers or played the game, really, recently. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see what happens with it. Yeah. Other news, though, we've got... We have one more thing that's kind of game-related and then two things not game-related, so we'll go with the game-related thing first kind of keep on this trend. Nate shot. I'm sure most of you saw the clip, kind of went off on Activision mm-hmm. a little bit over game crashes. He was going for like a nuke in Warzone 2. I'm not exactly sure how um, that works. Just, we, don't, we don't need to get into that, but like, if you know it, you can say it, but like, I mean, neither of us are really Warzone players. I know you can get like a regular nuke like if you go on like a 25 or 30 streak or whatever. I saw it was like
2: you have to win five games in a row, and then the fifth game you unlock like the contract for the nuke or something like that. That's
1: so all I really uh, know. Okay, because yeah, I knew it said something about he was going for like a fifth game, and then on his fifth game it crashed. So yeah. like, I mean, if that if it is winning five games in a row, and he had won four in a row, and they crash in the fifth one, I can understand how he would, that would be super frustrating. They it said it's been, like nine hours just playing for like basically yeah, nothing. Winning- <laughs> with how random brs are and especially like Warzone, like you can be in a, i mean Nate Chat's better than most players that he's loading into a lobby with mm-hmm. uh so like that's kind of shocking um yeah i, I, I don't know I, that's yeah that's just a mess to me fix your game <laughs> yeah and like he was like apologizing later like he lost his cool and i was like you know i I get it though. Like some of the things he's saying, like you made a billion dollars in the first week of the game and it doesn't work. Like, yeah, it just it doesn't, make, it
2: doesn't make sense how it just crashes for no reason.
1: <laughs> and hopefully, there's voices like him that keep speaking out because, like, in terms of influence, like in specifically like the Call of Duty scene and like esports world and video game world, there aren't a lot of people who have as much pull as Nate Chat does. So, yeah, hopefully, definitely. he would continue to speak out. It and it seems like he will because he seems to care a lot still about the mm-hmm. game. All right. Two things, a little more fun, not so gloom and doom on the game we're about to dive into, but um, first one, it was a CDL Intel tweet. I saw it. I thought it was interesting. I want to talk about it. I don't know if you have any answers in mind for it. If you don't, that's fine, but it was, where is it here? I want to get exactly what it said, but I can't find it. Um, uh, it was like the, there it is. I found it. So it's a little tweet that says, which retired pro is this? And then there's a bar that says talent and the talent bar is like all the way up. And then the recognition bar is all the way low. So it's basically the question like which retired pro had like insane talent, like super good player, but gets no recognition. Um, I don't know if you saw some of the replies to it. Big T's reply was hilarious. Did you see that? Uh, was it that video? Yeah. Yeah, I did. See that. <laughs> and he made some great points in that. He's like, I, it's something that I also always agree with. I kind of like like to joke that like basketball players in the 60s were like plumbers. And like, I, I like that joke, but I do like fully agree with what he's saying like obviously like the players in sports like that are around now are gonna be better than the players that played in the 50s and 60s just because of like technology it's more Mm -hmm. of a legit thing like back then they didn't make a ton of money now if you become a pro athlete you're filthy rich like there's so much money in it so like everybody's training to do it it's the top of the top but like i do agree with him like no matter what time in history you're at like if you're a pro you're at the peak of whatever it is at that time yeah, so like top. in your era you're elite yeah so like, yeah, i get I, it like yeah. if big t came back and played today would he be able to hang around with like simp and abc probably not but in his era he was winning 13 championships or whatever it so is like that's still mm-hmm. very impressive he was the best of his era
2: yeah you can only do what what's in your era
1: <laughs> i really 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 liked his uh comparison thing did you hear his thomas edison thing at the end <laughs> Oh, I, I I saw that a little bit at the end of that. <laughs> I haven't actually heard that one before. I'm sure it's like a common thing, or I don't know if he came up with it, but I thought it was hilarious. And it was like, he's like, I bet you my electrician now knows more about electricity than Thomas Edison did, but that doesn't mean he's smarter than Thomas Edison. I was like, that's actually like a pretty funny, like good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I fully agree with him. And like, I saw some comments. I saw Nate shot said proofy. That's a fantastic one. Proofy was a great player, um, but doesn't really get talked about much because he didn't play super deep into Remember him playing at like BO3 Champs, but he was kind of on like fringe teams at the time. Uh yeah. I swear he played on like Echo Fox at Black Ops Three Champs or something. Uh that I think. Right, but like either way, he didn't play much like notable on notable teams past Ghost much. Yeah. After that, like Optic Nation, I think a little bit in AW maybe. But then like Tactical Rab commented like EU players, Tommy, Madcat, Swanee, Jerd, all hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You guys just get no love in general, but all four of those guys for sure, especially Jerd and Tommy to me, even Mad Cat. Swan, he's one of those guys that retired so early that a lot of people aren't really going to know much about him. Like Black Ops 3, I think he was pretty much done. Yeah. Or IW. But like Jerd, fantastic player forever. Yep. Same with Tommy and Mad Cat. But those, that you guys just don't get the love because they don't have as many like international wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I see another top comment in here says John. I know you don't like that one. I'm, I'm blocked. That dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did see Looney. I thought Looney was a good one. I feel like he gets no recognition because he had a lot of good teammates, but he was like the catalyst in IGL that like made everything go. Yeah. Another uh, one here. Parasite definitely. Miracles, miracles one I'll always support. Yeah. What about uh
2: Bose and Bose? I don't. I don't really.
1: I feel like that's a good one. I mean, he was a very good player, and a lot of players say like he was one of the first guys to create that unique play style of like. I'm not saying that he's the level of a BZ, but like a lot of people said, he was like one of the first players to have that like a BZ like playstyle where it was just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. You just apply pressure. And he's good. He's like retired. Like when he joined Optic and all that. Yeah, he, I mean, he definitely could have played longer, but he kind of chose more. Look into his future, creating yeah. content, building a brand with optic, which I can't blame him because like, yeah, it'd be fun to be a top cod pro, but he set himself up for life. So you can't really knock him for it. Yeah. Um Can you see the future. <laughs> yeah. And I agree that, like, I agree with Rambo. Rambo said you're every top-tier pro that retired before AW, hundred percent agree. All those guys that were like ghosts in before, so many great pros that just like don't get remembered.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Apathy was getting a lot, um, um, a lot of mentions for sure. Apathy, probably the two ring player that never gets mentioned. Yeah, another one on here slacked. What about study? Oh, yeah, study Black Ops 3 Sniper. You know what one I saw on here? I just saw Hixie tweeted it Joe, EU Joe. Oh, Joe's pretty good there for a while. Dirty work. He just did, he was like, he let all of his teammates shine. he dropped drop a point 0.9 and just do everything they needed yeah. to win. Somebody said Karma, that's faded because Karma gets <laughs> insane amount of praise. I uh, had these trolling in the comments. Yeah, I mean, obviously Karma is a great player, but he gets plenty of TP, another great one, overlooked, but has like 17 championships in the ring. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I see a, a picture of Doug as oh. Captain America here Oh, uh, from Aaron, Doug Aaron, Censor Martin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aaron Crate did say Bose. <laughs> right, hey, I feel I like that's a,
1: on. it's one not a lot of people would think of because his career did seem so short. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I saw, oh, that's the last one I wanted to mention. Aqua. I've always said that. Aqua dragged his team in Black Ops 3 and respawn. Aqua was definitely, definitely a good one. dragged. Goonjar, another decent one. Always like in those earlier games, always was on like a top four team. But yeah, comment down below if you guys have any other ones. Facento, I could keep going forever. All these names are just all guys that are underappreciated. It's most of oh. the older guys, in my opinion, though, that just like kind yeah. of have been forgotten. Facento, Black Up series different. <laughs> yeah, so we don't need to keep going on in those. Yeah, we... <laughs> the, whole, the whole history thing in COD always is something that I like to get into because I love that stuff. But if you guys have anybody else you think underappreciated, had a super high talent, but gets no recognition, comment that down below. Mm-hmm. I'm sure There's so many more names we could go through. You guys might even be able to bring up some from like Black Ops 1 that I don't know because I'm more of a Black Ops 2 and on person. I know a little bit about the history before, but personally didn't watch much before Black Ops 2. So you guys might know some that I might not mm-hmm. even know. I might have never even heard of them. Um, yeah. But also I recommend going and watch uh, Big T's quote tweeted that because it was pretty hilarious. Um, last thing and, before yeah. predictions, Nate shot gave a little talk. I want to hear your thoughts on this because I had I heard Akes talk about it on the flank and I thought his answer was like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nate shot talked about, I believe it was on the 100 T podcast, it could have been on Courage and Nate shot show. I don't know which one, but one of their podcasts. Um, and it was about how like in competitive team settings, the way you talk to someone in tone is like essential. Um, because there was like a clip that came out of like Clay and Temp really yelling at each other a lot, like a little bit back. Um, and Nate, I was saying like that's maybe not the best way to go about it. Like that just creates a bad environment that maybe isn't necessarily the best way to win. Um, aches <sighs> essentially. I don't know if you heard that on the flank, but he like rebutted and was like, in a corporate setting or like a real like job setting. Yes, obviously you don't want to be like berating yeah. people. That's not a good way to do it. But like he was saying, like in the top point one percent, where you're playing at like the top level in sports or esports. Like he thought like the yelling and stuff was okay um, depending on the relationship because like he was saying on the complexity teams like him, Clay and Krim or him, Karma and Krim would like scream at each other but like none of them ever screamed at Teep because it's just like you just knew that like wasn't going to work and Teep never screamed at them. He was more chill like the mediator. Yeah. Um, I definitely get where shot's coming from though. Like if you're just constantly it's... berating your teammate and screaming at him, that's not productive.
2: Yeah, so certain certain players you don't do that too but players you know that can, that can handle it. You
1: yeah, can and it's not team. like I don't think like I feel like a lot of people think it's super negative when you're like, oh, that guy can't handle it. I don't actually think it's that negative of a thing. Like, I think like me personally as a player, like if I get frustrated with somebody in anything, like I know for a fact I can get to a point where I can get a little toxic and I'll like talk the tone that probably isn't the best. And I'm like, shit, that probably wasn't the best way to do it. But yeah, I can also see like, I don't respond that well to it. It's not that I can't like take that. Like if somebody wants to yell at me in like a setting like that, I can take it and I can understand like where they're coming from that they're frustrated. But like to me, that's not the most productive way to do it for me. But I, I I understand where both of them are coming from. I think both of them are right. Yeah. just wants to get the best
2: out of Donnie for the season. Got yelled at him a little bit.
1: Well, and clay hopped on the flank after that and was explaining like him and Donnie have been friends for a very long time and like hang out outside the game. So like they feel comfortable yelling and they'll be fine after and then clay like literally said right after that like i wouldn't yell at byron or tj pro or tj like that because Mm -hmm. we're not as close like that so like screaming at them doesn't feel comfortable to me and i don't feel like it's the best way to get it across so like he gets it and obviously clay does he's been around forever yeah But like i I thought both of them i thought it was an interesting conversation though because some people i feel like when you get into competitive some people are just so passionate and they don't know how to hone it they just want to scream at teammates which like cool if if you get in an environment like that old complexity team where everybody wanted to scream and it just worked that's perfect but like i I feel like it's a team by team basis and you you kind of feel your teammates and you know like hey if i yell at this guy or i'm really intense with this guy he's not going to respond but this guy will so like i don't know yeah people everybody that's played a team sport or esport or anything kind of you get what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely but i thought that was an interesting conversation i don't mind it yeah i feel like it's also like By circumstance too. Like if you're doing it all the time, it kind of loses its like purpose and like loses Mm -hmm. its ability. Like that's why I always thought like one player I always think in COD that was really effective was Karma with it. Because like on those optic teams, like Krim was always kind of blowing up and like Mm -hmm. formal and scump would sometimes blow back, uh like blow up back at him. But like Karma was always pretty chill and just like set his piece and like if they didn't listen, whatever. But then every once in a while. Like there's a couple clips of it in like Black Ops 3 where he's like screaming about rotating. Yeah, like, yep. <laughs> when Carmel blew up, you knew like, okay, it was serious. Like yeah, it... he was pissed and we need to listen to him. So like I, I do think it's good when certain players save that like moment of rage or moment of being stern with the team. Cause then yeah. like when you hear him talk like that, you're like, oh shit, like Damon means business.
2: Yeah. Get to work. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, that's the last thing we had for news. We got predictions to dive into, Brock yes we do first time on the year um doing a little bit of a different format so like in the past when i did pickums or kyle did pick we just basically picked our matches kept track of the points and it was one point for a win um zero points for uh, a loss and we would do like a or no like what what we did last year was we did um map predictions as well so like if i said uh like if it was optic phase i said three two optic i'd get one point if it was optic um correct and then um if i got the series count right it'd be three points if i got it wrong it'd be negative one and if like the team that i pick got swept or reverse swept it'd be uh negative points we're gonna keep it a little more simple because it's kind of hard to follow Mm -hmm. um we're gonna say map counts um but at least as of now we're not gonna have map counts factor into the score although Maybe we should. Maybe we should do you get one bonus point if you get the map count, right? You want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, so no negative um no negative points for getting like a map count wrong or anything, but you get one bonus point if you get the map count correct with the correct team, but we're going to do something different this year. So we're going to do confidence points. If you guys do pickems for sports, you might know what this is. Usually if there's like 12 games, like 12 NFL games in a week, you say like okay for this game i'm picking this team and i'm super confident so i'm putting the most of this one so i put 12 points we're not going to make it that complicated and have like a million different points this will be hard for you guys to follow but what we're going to do is um so for example the first match of the week uh is where is it here first match of the week is boston versus phase um let's say brock thinks boston is going to win and he is super confident about it he could put anywhere between one to four points on it um and if he says Boston, I'm putting four points on it. If they win, he gets four points. If they lose, he loses four points on his total for the week. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the year, we're going to update you guys every week with our points and see where we're at. But this gives us a chance like if Brock gets off the rip and starts killing me and is getting them all right and I'm getting them all wrong. Then like as we get later in the year, I'll just be picking random matchups that I know he's not going to pick and it isn't as fun this way. Yeah. If you're really shaky on a match, you can just put one point on it. So it's not going to kill you if you get it wrong. And If you're really confident in one, you can try to put four on it and then We'll, we'll say we get one bonus point. If you get the map count right, you get one bonus point. All right. Um, All right. So, are you ready for this, Brock? That was a lot, but we can explain yeah. it further in the comments if anybody has any questions on it.
2: Yeah, and then when we do, we're we going to do one match. We can do eight points for one of the matches.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, good. I forgot about that. So, yeah, we're going to do like a special like lock of the week match where I think we should say that we have to use it. Every week, we have to use it. You can't skip out on it. So every week for one match, we have to put eight points on one match. So like whatever match you're feeling like last year, whoever was playing Paris, you'd probably put eight points on. (laughs) But like whoever you feel most confident in or like whatever match you want to do it on, you have to put eight points on one team. So Mm -hmm. that could be a big swing match. If you keep getting that one right, it's gonna be worth a lot. Yep. All right. Let's get into it. First day of matches. First match. Got Atlanta versus Boston. Mm.
0: Who you got, Brock? I'm I'm going Boston.
1: First, Are you first game? First game. I mean, it's this is the time to pick upsets and like like we said, we were talking about this before the podcast. If there's ever a week where we're probably going to do really horrible, it's this week because we haven't seen any of these teams play. Like, yeah. we're basically just looking at a roster on paper and saying, I like this team a little bit better. Yeah. There's always a couple teams that Surprise. So Um, you're going Boston. What's map count and confidence points?
0: uh, 3-2. 3-2 Boston. Confidence points on it? Uh, Up a 2. Okay.
1: So you're saying Boston 3-2 with 2 confidence points. I'm going to go Atlanta just because I know boring pick, but it's just I don't know. It's kind of hard not to pick them. Yeah. Um, it's like um, they're their Atlanta phase, and you're doing two confidence points. Um, I'm gonna say Atlanta three one. I'm gonna put two on this one as well. I feel like I feel pretty good about Atlanta, but it, it's I feel like it's gonna be a tough week. The first put, week. I feel it's gonna be a tough week to put a lot of like four pointers down as we start to see who our like clear best teams are and maybe our worst teams like if that they match up. Yeah, It'll get a lot easier to put, um, like, the confidence points on it, you know? Yep. But this, I don't know. The first game, who knows? Yeah, who knows what happened? Any reason you're on Boston early?
0: Uh, you know, I feel like Zinni's going to come up frying in first, first week.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I could see it. I just, I don't know. I feel like when I'm betting on a game early and I don't know anything, and if one team has Simp, Abizzi, and him It's hard to bet against that team when I don't know much about either team. Yeah, it's definitely fair. So I'm going with them. But rolling with it. Second match on Friday. These first two matches, I'm really intrigued because I'm intrigued to see this Boston team with Awakening. Uh, Like I said all last year, they need more slaying, and that's what they add with Big Wake over TJ. So Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to see this Boston team play, and obviously I want to see what Faze looks like with Slasher. And then this second match, also a really good one. We get to see Optic back with their full roster um, versus that new Minnesota team that we're both super intrigued by. This is a tough one. Yeah, so many of these are going to be like toss-ups. And I mean, even like the, usually like the Vegas matches would be maybe shoe-ins, but like from everything we've been hearing, Vegas looks like extremely good in scrims, apparently like people are ranking them in their top five in power rankings. So I don't know. I'll go first in this one, though. We can alternate. Maybe who goes first? All right. Yeah. So I'm going to take Minnesota, I think oh i it's this one is a is a toss-up to me but from what i've heard both teams like when you look at like the what the like preseason rankings and i think minnesota is ranked higher from my like, coaches poll and stuff if i look at the right one and people have said optic scrims maybe aren't necessarily the best but i still think that they could easily come mm-hmm. on fry they're obviously a talented team but last year also yeah. optic lost their first match they're historically just the optic organization seems to start a little slow at tournaments and um you're in the beginning though. of the year but like however they do usually win the first major of a lot of COD titles yeah so that's kind of going against this but I just, I'm going to say this is a tough game Minnesota early on will be the better search team so I'm going to say Minnesota 3-2 but I'm only going to put one on okay. this one
0: because okay. I, I don't I don't, I don't love pick. the
1: pick I don't love either team alright
0: uh, who you got I'm going Minnesota
1: 3-1 also put in one
0: Tough okay, we're both? On it. Yeah. Both
1: believing in Minnesota. I'm I going attached. against my theory from last year, where I'd pick basically OpTic and phase in every match because they won 75% of their matches, so it was like, eh. Yeah, that's a good uh, one to pick. Usually. It'll be an interesting match, though. I'm really excited for this one. I, I'm I'm excited to see how the sub-duos do, honestly. hmm Because I feel like we we know what Kami and Attach and Dash and Ilya are going to bring, like, consistent slaying and Dash or Illy will do the dirty work and obviously all those ARs are great but I'm interested to see how the subs do because we know Shotzi and Scump, but the Bance Afro duo I'm interested if they can keep up with Shotzi and Scump. I think they'll be able to but to me that's where the difference could be for Optic mm-hmm. I think if Optic's sub duo was able to completely outplay Bance and Afro because they don't have as much chemistry that could hurt them and I feel like that is one way that Optic could win this series for sure is a lot more team chem yeah definitely because 100%. Minnesota's new and optic is has a full year together and full not only year, has a full year yeah. together, but dashi and skump have played together for years and Illy and Shotzi for years. Yeah. Just a little more, a little more chem there, but we do have, I mean, I guess you do have cammy and Bans who've played together for, for a long time on the other side. So a little bit of chemistry.
0: Be interesting to see.
1: All right. Then third match on Friday, we've got Vegas first. Oh Thieves. The reigning champs. Yeah. Raining champs play their first match a lot of people are putting them at like number one in power rankings apparently they have looked pretty good um a lot of people still have confidence in them but vegas usually 12 in every power rankings is cracking a lot of people's top six based on scrim results they're looking pretty good apparently brock
2: that's what i like to see out of the vegas lee jane um I, I, i'm gonna pick a thieves three two and i'll put two
1: confidence points putting two on it yep uh i T. I'm just making we're putting these all down in a little spreadsheet so we can keep track throughout the year. You said Vegas or Thieves three 32. and two points on it. Yep. All it right.
2: Seems, seems like you know the the throw part
1: but the thieves would clutch up in the end. That's yeah I <laughs> I thought you were gonna pick Vegas here. So <laughs> then I was maybe going to go thieves just like somebody got to pick thieves but I might pick Vegas. That's
2: sad it's bad just pick. like
1: if it's if it's the week to pick them, it's always that first week is the week you want to pick upsets, because it's probably going to be the most random week. Yeah. Like, throughout the year, who do I think is going to be the better team? I'll put my money on Thieves to be the better team mm-hmm. uh, throughout the year, but Thieves, they started a little slow last year. There might be a little bit of a champs hangover. I'm going go to go with Vegas. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Vegas 3-2. 3-0? not 3 I'm going to put one point only on it. And I do think, like, if there's a game mode that Thieves will struggle in, like they did for a good portion of last year, I think it will be Search. Uh yeah. So I think a formula to win this for Vegas would be like two searches and steal a respawn. Yeah. Something like that. That seems like it would be a formula to me. Um but I'm only putting one confidence point on this because I'm frankly not that confident. I feel like whenever <laughs> you pick Vegas, it's hard to put anything more than one point on them until they prove otherwise. Yeah, Whatever the bottom three. teams in the league are, like imagine last year if we were doing confidence points, putting four points on Paris, like Yeah. You're really risking it. Um, our last match, though, Brock, it's your, your team you're really high on, but oh, so scrim rankings, Sweet I don't team. think have them very high. I think the last time I saw scrim rankings, I had them at like 11. That's um, okay. We're talking about practice? Yeah. It's <laughs> LAG. <laughs> Seattle? Ooh. Who you got here? Are you, are you rolling with LAG? I'll roll LAG. 3-2. How many points and, are you are going to put your confidence in your boys? Uh, No, not this one. I'll put three, though. Putting three on it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to up you, and I'm going to put four points on Seattle. Ooh. In a 3-0. A hot 3-0? Hot 3-0 to end the night. Putting four confidence points on it. Um, it's not one of the teams. There was like a, like a joke. Oh, wait. Did Florida? Oh, yeah. Boston did play. Oh, you're going to get that one right. That We'll see if the curse continues. But last year, Boston and Florida, if I picked them they lost if i picked against them they won we like kept track of it and it was every single time whatever i picked them to do they did the opposite oh really so we'll have to see what boston and florida did this year but like basically whatever i picked it was like no joke and then like when i when they played each other i'd pick one and it would like still somehow like it would still flip like no matter what i did even when they played each other i couldn't get it right it was ridiculous just, just,
2: they're listening <laughs> somehow from the game when you pick them
1: <laughs> yeah i guess so we got we got a lot of confidence points in this one though. You got LAG 3 2. I've yep. got Seattle 3 0. And you have three on it. I have four on it. The max we can put on. Um besides obviously if you're gonna go with an eight point one at some point. Yeah. Doesn't seem fair for now. All right. I gotta remember that. I gotta use my my eight points at some point here. Um but we're moving on to Saturday matches now. Um Battle of the North kicks it off on Saturday. Minnesota, Toronto, good rivalry, Cami and Bance playing their former team, Standy playing his former team. Um, Pretty good matchup here. Maybe honestly of the matchups this weekend, it might be the one I'm looking forward to the most looking through them. This is definitely up there. Definitely up there. Cause it's, it's two new look teams that I have very high hopes for. So I kind of want to see what they look like early on, but this is a very tough series to predict in my opinion, at least. Uh,
2: Banton came in returning to play
1: their old team. Well, what you got? Who are you feeling? Okay, uh, on this one. I I, I want to lean. I don't know. I ha- We both have Minnesota winning their first match. Toronto doesn't play on Friday. I will.
0: Ah, this is difficult.
1: I know. 3-1 th- three, three to uh, Toronto. 3-1 Toronto. Toronto. I was thinking of going Toronto too, but I don't know. I'll put two confidence points. Toronto 3-1, you said? Yeah, 3-1. two confidence points i kind of like the toronto pick we've been opposite on actually most of the matches i mean we were opposite on three of the four on Mm -hmm. friday which is probably like the one time you're gonna see that as you go on obviously you know who the better teams are you get a little bit more common commonality between the teams but i also think i like toronto here i feel like toronto is gonna be a faster starting team than minnesota but towards the middle to end of the year we might say minnesota is better i think toronto is gonna come out of the gate a little bit better. Um, I think this is going to be a closer one, though. I'm going to go. Uh, no, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Toronto 3-1. Two, two points?
0: Gonna,
1: um, no, I'm going to put one on it. I don't feel super confident about this one. I'm only going to put one down. I, I can't fully copy you. <laughs> only going to put one down, but I'm. that's the match. I'm like first match Saturday. That's the one I'm really looking forward to. That'll be post World Cup match for the US. So hopefully we're watching it nice and happy after the US. Yeah. That's the goal, baby. Then
0: we've got NYSL London Brock. Oh my god, the Valve Brothers. Uh, This is London.
1: This is. uh... I just feel like London is just London is just talked about so poorly. Like I mean, coming up here, the first match on Sunday is LAG London, which I think the one power rankings I saw based on scrims that's the 11th and 12th team. Yeah. Uh, so that would be interesting. But London obviously talked about so poorly, but there's ever a time usually where the teams that are maybe towards the bottom win. it's early on before everything's figured out and then things kind of even themselves out. But I
0: don't honestly, know. I yeah.
1: I don't feel too confident in either team in this one. I feel like I should feel more confident in NYSL, but I just don't know.
2: Uh, honestly, I'll, I'll pick London 3-2. I'll just put one confidence point.
1: Going a little bold with London. I I feel like that's I feel like picking London's a little bold. It's probably the probably the upset pick here. I would. I'm assuming NYSL is more of the favorite. Trade boy Cardi,
2: a little bit of nasty in there. Asim, Pollux. I feel
0: like they, they could start the out pretty hot.
1: I feel like they could start out hot. I would not be shocked. Yeah. I'm gonna say three-one NYSL though. I'm gonna throw three points on this one. Uh, I've been wagering one a lot. I'm gonna throw three, get a little bit more points thrown into mm-hmm. this one. But I, I, I don't know. I just feel like. Lack of practice on this game, like people haven't been able to practice, it could come down to a little bit more just like pure raw talent this weekend. And yeah, these two I, rosters, I think the true. talent. I think the talent favors NYSL. Yeah, um, but I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't know either.
1: Seattle, Boston, you're gonna ride with Boston again to go two and zero this weekend.
0: No,
2: uh, they have their one Cinderella story first game.
0: I'm
1: gonna then, go three o. Oh, dude, you're picking Seattle in a three o now. The Seattle three o, two points, two points. I don't know why, but I'm feeling really good about Seattle this weekend. Although I'm also feeling pretty good about Boston. It just Boston has a tough weekend. Atlanta and Seattle they could come out of this weekend oh and two like pretty yeah. easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like. I mean, like I don't know. Like looking at some of the other teams that have two matches, like. Who's one here? Um, I feel like if like Texas came out of the weekend, if Optic came out of the weekend, 0-2, I'd be a little concerned because uh, obviously Minnesota, I think they could lose to, but Florida is supposed to be more of a, a bottom team. Yeah. So if they came out 0-2, like Minnesota is a team that I would feel like Optic and Minnesota are kind of on the same level in my mind right now. And then okay. I would say Optic is ahead of Florida pretty clearly. So like if Optic came out 0-2, I'd be concerned, but like if Boston comes out of this weekend 0-2, I'm kind of yeah. like, whatever. If they come out 2-0, and though, I'm probably very impressed. Yeah, it's just like Boston middle of the pack team. Yeah. I feel like we're going to learn a lot about Boston this weekend. They're either going to have maybe two blowout losses, and we're be like, yeah, they're still that middle-bottom team. Or maybe they come out look super competitive with a 1-1, one and one, or maybe even a 2-0. and o. Or even if mm-hmm. they look super competitive in an 0-2 weekend, like two game fives or something. We're yeah. gonna have a pretty good feel on what Boston is for major one, I feel like, after this weekend. Unless maybe Seattle and Atlanta aren't as good as we think they are. That is no, true. the case too. But I'm gonna go Seattle here as well. They're a team that I've always had a lot of confidence in since I saw Pred do his thing last year. I think it's a little closer series, though. I haven't picked a three two in a while. I'm gonna go three two on this one.
0: Ooh.
1: And I'm also gonna put two points on it. I just
2: want to see I want to see what Boston can do against the top dogs this year. Because I like last year's always oh,
1: like three-one, three o'd a hundred percent i that was always the thing it was like boston was kind of like the gatekeeper for the top last year it was like once they got to like that fourth team they could never crack Hmm. Uh, they'd they beat all the teams below them consistently and then they could like never beat a top team couldn't beat phase yeah. or optic yeah last yeah, match rock two teams oh, that man. we basically both predicted to not make it to champs florida and las vegas uh well, Surprisingly like, like right. intrigued by this one because maybe we can see mm-hmm. which team is going um, towards the bottom. Three two
0: not Florida Vegas. Um mm. three two Vegas
1: up put three. Ooh, you're pretty confident in Vegas.
0: Yeah.
2: And now if Dave Patty was playing on Florida, I might have to pick a hot three on twenty minutes for Dave <laughs> Patty's Florida, but he's not
1: playing. I like it though. I like the Vegas pick. I also kind of wanted to pick Vegas, but that's going to be wild because I'll have them going two and zero on the weekend. Never know. It kind of kills me though because like the Vegas over thieves pick, I don't feel super confident in. Like that one, I think is kind of a wild pick. I'm honestly like, if I had to put my life on it, I'm probably still going to pick the thieves. Mm-hmm. But I went with Vegas with a one confidence point earlier. Yeah, and now I'm like. Man, I might not have picked Vegas if I knew I, that means I'm going to pick them to go 2-0 on the weekend because even though I've heard they've been pretty good, I'm still not ready to just like go all in on them. But I, I'm going to pick them because I, I just don't like this Florida team at all. I'm not a fan. Although I, I do see a world where this Florida team could kind of get things done because major maniacs on the team and he just wins. Uh, he is a winner. I'm going to say a Vegas 3-1 and I just threw a bunch of confidence points in the last couple of matchups. I'm only going to throw a 1 on this one. Just one, hopefully I get it right, mm-hmm. but Vegas 3-1. I think in that matchup, though, to dive into a little bit more of like why we're picking them, I feel like it's just, I don't know, that one might be a talent thing. Maybe Vickle pops off for Florida, and I get a little bit more confidence in this team, but I feel like the mm-hmm. veterans on Vegas, and apparently they've looked really good in scrims, I feel like the veterans on Vegas are going to have a little bit more of a system established early yeah. than more of like Bragg, Vickle... Major Maniac, more of like a ragtag crew that haven't really had any experience together, may not know each other that well. I feel like mm-hmm. this crew on Vegas might have a system better in place early on with Clay there. Yeah, for sure. But, but Florida, they do have Havoc,
2: and he's on, not on land, so...
1: Yeah, he's an onliner. They might come um, out. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: another
1: yeah. another matchup, Brock, of two teams that are maybe people aren't too confident in right now.
2: I know. All right, I have to... I'm doing LAG three to one.
1: Yeah. So this is the first match on Sunday. LAG London.
2: LAG London. Three to one. Eight confidence points.
1: Oh my God. I forgot I had to put eight on one again. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I might have to go back and fix one. change one at some point because I, I just keep forgetting about that. You said three one. Yeah. LAG three, one. with eight points on it. Yep. God, you're putting it all on LAG. I completely forgot. I might have to.
2: This one right here, though, like Backtrack. the one you might you could you could probably definitely take that.
1: The one right below it, yeah, I was actually that was one that my <laughs> eyes went to the the second match and last match on Sunday, my eyes went to. I actually thought, even though I picked it three two, and I think it is going to be close. I thought about putting, um, eight on Seattle in the ball. I actually thought
0: about putting eight on Seattle in both their matches. Actually, okay, I'm gonna pick.
1: I'm going to agree with you. Actually, I kind of want to take London. Oh, yeah. Screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm taking London.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I'm taking London 3-1. One confidence point because I don't feel confident at all, but I just, I'm going back in time. Rewind it. Forget everything I said. I'm putting eight points on Faze against Boston. Oh, that's probably. Faze owned Boston last year, and I feel like it's almost all the same players on both teams so i'm gonna put eight on it's boring because it's phased like wow you put eight points on phase real big risk there but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put eight points on them so i'm changing my confidence points in that first match from two all the way to eight Mm -hmm. because we going over the the rest of the matches yeah um but i took london three one over leg you took leg three one over london you put eight on it this is your big match i only put one but I went, I went I crazy fairly G <laughs> yeah. And that's good. I feel like, I mean, that's going to be you all year. I thought about this next match, putting my eight on this one though. Yeah. Um, Optic versus Florida. We both have optic losing their first match against Minnesota. We both also have Florida losing their first match against um, Vegas. So in our minds, this is two oh one 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 teams matching up.
2: Yeah. Um, three, one, Texas. I'll do three points.
1: You like three points. I would say to, 3-0, but that Major Manics, so he'll get you one. He'll always get you one. And you're putting three points on it. Yep. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say Texas. I'm going to say three zero though. I'm going to say they come out hot, a little motivated after a loss. Steam them. I'm, I'm throwing four on this one. Try to okay. gain some points. So Try to gain some points on you here. Um, I also, though, the one thing that does give me pause is, like, in the CDL era and especially MW. And then also last year, Florida always has optics number. Yeah. That they is... they beat him a lot. Like with that Pharaoh team that was winning a lot of events, they would always take out Huntsman. And then, um, last year is like every land Florida was knocking optic to losers bracket and they eliminated them, right? They eliminated them at the event we were at. Yeah. Major two Dave, yeah. Dave Pady. mhm
0: Couldn't Did kill him? him. I
1: can't remember if that was winners or they eliminated him, but they, they, they beat them.
0: Yeah, I think they tend to have their number. Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll we'll see. But we both pick uh, optic there. Yeah. Maybe what a lot of people would think is the match of the weekend. Probably this one coming up. Third match on Sunday. Uh, LA Thieves versus Atlanta. Absolutely. Champs finals rematch. So for that reason, it maybe would be considered the match of the weekend. But should be a really good matchup. Who you got? You you going with the, the result of last champs finals? You saying this Thieves is going to take them out again? This is, a diff, this is a difficult. I think these what next is, two are difficult to me.
0: This one for sure. Um, I'll th- 3 2. Not fa- uh, LA, Atlanta, Atlanta.
2: LA Thieves. Jeez, I can't talk. <laughs> You're going Thieves. I- I'll, three, put, two. I'll put one. I just feel like LA-T's going to have their number again this year for some reason.
1: I think I, I, there's a new element to this, though, with Slasher and maybe having a little bit more bad blood. I know that the is thieves, there's a little bit of an element of revenge there is like like it's not like he's the new guy that joined the team and doesn't have that revenge factor because he wasn't on the team he also kind of does have that revenge factor cuz he did think he found his long-term home and then they drop him and everything and bench him bring him back yeah drop him <laughs> yeah so there is like there is that revenge factor there yeah. for slash um i think this is going to be a good match Oh, it's just so hard to ever pick against FaZe in the regular season because every year they win like 80 plus percent of their matches. Yeah,
2: and they they're rarely lose.
1: And I already picked Vegas to beat Thieves. So like if I pick them to lose, here, I'm picking them to go 0-2 on the weekend, which I feel like is pretty unlikely. Although if they lose to Vegas, it's not unlikely at all because yeah, yeah. it's not a shock if anybody ever loses to FaZe. Uh, I'm going to stick with my just with my guns and say like, in general, when we don't know much about teams, I'm never going to bet against Simp, BZ, and Selyam very often. So I'm going to say Atlanta wins this one. I'm going to say 3-1. I'm, I think Thieves takes uh, the control after being down 2-0. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw 3 on this one. I'm going to say I'm pretty confident. I'm I'm really going all in. If, if FaZe wins this weekend, I get 11 points just off their wins, not including if I get the map counts, right? Because I got 8 on their first match and 3 on their second one. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm going to put three on that one. It's, it's a toss-up. though. I'm excited to see this one, though, because I do think like a tone could be set for the year if Thieves comes out and beats them again and kind of establishes that dominance of them mm-hmm. that they had at the end of last year. I think that could be a big, big, big momentum riding thing for Thieves to not have any kind of champs hangover, but yep. also if FaZe comes out, um, takes out Boston, dominates them like they did all last year, reestablish that confidence, and then is able to get over the hump of Valley Thieves with a new roster. They might feel super confident. It might be a boost for them. I, th- I feel like this is a big, yeah. big match for how, like at least the short term of this year looks for yeah, those for teams. Both. If Thieves wins. It's a thieves win. Phase uh, boys like, can't really beat this team. Can yeah, we keep losing to them. And if thieves wins, it's just that delusional confidence continues. That I'm. I mean, I'm sure they have that delusional confidence right now. They just want champs, so yeah, they gotta have it. Mm-hmm last match another one like these are i i we've talked about it before like teams that i'm specifically excited for to me toronto minnesota and ysl are like three teams and seattle those four teams are like teams i'm specifically excited for and then i see boston excited i mean i'm excited to watch every team play cod's back i'm excited to watch them all yeah um but this one i'm really intrigued by because i feel like it's a team that i'm very high on in toronto and a team that i want to be very high on in new york because i see a ton of talent but i'm a little shaky on how it all comes together, so I'm excited to see what this match looks like. I'll pick first on this one, though, because you've been picking mm. first, so I'll, get, I'll let you go off mine and change if you want to, but I'm going to say Toronto. Taking Toronto on this one, I want to pick a 3-2. I don't have any 3-2s on Sunday. Um, mm. I'm going to say 3-2, and I'm going to just go back. I put 4 and 3 on a couple. I'm just going to put 1 on this one. I don't feel yeah. as confident in Toronto on this one, but I, I'm i very intrigued. I wonder if the... This is a lot of talent. Um, I mean, on one side, we've got hydra and skies and um on the other side you've got scrappy playing in his second match um he plays minnesota earlier you got yeah insight kleenex there's just a lot of talent overall in this matchup so i'm excited to see this one yeah. i think it could be a heavyweight fight i hope it's a three two and it comes down to around 11 but going to three two with only one point on it okay um i'm i'm gonna pick different i'm gonna pick Hill
2: three to one okay the Bulldogs unleashed. Going to get his first W after they lose to
1: London. How many points did you put on that? Um, I'm just going to put one. All right. You picked no four-pointers this week. You went a lot of twos and threes and a few ones. I went with the same thing, kind of a, a decent amount of twos mm-hmm. and threes, few ones, but I picked a couple fours. Yeah, if they hit. If they hit, I'm going to be up big. My, if my, they don't, in I'm going to be down. <laughs> But that's the new way we're doing predictions this year. I kind of like it. Throw a little point to, you to wager things, Then if one of us gets down, we can start throwing four pointers and all the ones we're confident mm-hmm. in to try to make up points. Yeah. Um, and then got we are gonna do eight. We also get a point if the
2: correct map count is right.
1: Yep. So basically, the way the points are gonna work is if you pick, like, for example, for the first match, Brock picked Boston three to two and put two points on it. So. If Boston wins in any fashion, Brock's going to get two points. If three to two is correct, he'll get three points. Um, mm-hmm. However, if Atlanta wins, no matter what the map count is, he'll just get negative two for that uh, for that match. Yeah. And I'll get eight because that means Atlanta won. And if they win three, one, I'll get nine points for that one. So if Atlanta wins three, one in the first match, I'm going to have a nine to negative two lead on Brock. Yeah, I might be done by the first match. <laughs> one of us is going to be in a big lead, though, either way. Cause yeah. If Boston wins, I'm down two or three to negative eight. So there's gonna be a, a big lead after that first match, but I'm yeah. excited. It gives us a, a chance that if one of us is down big, we can come back later in the year with a, a roaring finish. We'll probably keep the majors separate and just do like a, a full on bracket. Keep mm-hmm. them out of the prediction points, but Yeah, for sure. Do you got anything like... else or you wanna you wanna wrap up?
2: No, I'm excited for Cat's coming back. Can't wait to watch. Yeah.
1: And, been, a, been a while <laughs> and I don't know like it's always just so different you just never know like I wouldn't expect us to have a ton of news next week on the pod because like there's not I mean I would think there's not gonna be any roster changes or like roster rumors because it's yeah. <laughs> one weekend of matches like usually there becomes a lot more news when like game updates are happening or there's drama between players uh, or like roster changes are happening there's roster media there's rumors to talk about like there'll be a lot of news in that regard but like I would expect next week we're just going to maybe deep dive. Maybe we'll pick a couple matches and really dig into them or like maybe jot down some notes when you're watching it about stuff you saw and we can mm-hmm. talk about specific plays. And you got to remember Brock and I haven't really touched competitive on this game much either because there's no ranked play. And obviously yeah. we're not scrimming. We're not pros or anything. So like we're going to be learning a lot about the maps. That's honestly what I'm most excited about is just to consume so much knowledge about the maps. Yeah. Uh, We'll do some deep dives. We'll do a little bit more like analytical stuff. We'll look at numbers in the series and like advanced stats, stuff like that. And we'll come back next week and do a, a lot of analysis on the matches. Um but we're excited? gonna wrap it up now. Excited, excited. to watch?
2: Yeah, excited to watch. Hopefully it's Vanguard, but in MW2 form. All the Yeah, just all three twos. Year. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited <laughs> for it. But that's gonna do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you're new here. Could be a decent amount of of new viewers because we usually see a pretty big uptick in unique viewers come the new season when predictions are out because everybody's just trying Mm -hmm. to consume some CDO content. This is the first week. So if you guys are new here, you want to drop a sub, drop a comment down below. Let us know you enjoyed the video. That'd be great. Or just want to comment on your predictions, um, anything really that we talked about in the video, your thoughts on some underappreciated players of all time. We want to hear that on the audio platforms. Drop a follow, drop a five-star review on there. Help us get to 800 subs on YouTube. Our goal at some point before the end of the year is to get to that 1K mark. Um, not as far off as um, it would have seemed just a short time ago, but we really killed it in the offseason. I hope you guys continue to help us kill it during the season. But thank you guys so much for watching. And we will see you next week with some analysis of some matches finally, not just more random news. We'll be we'll be talking about matches. So have fun watching this weekend, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for watching.